0: Well, the word is out, the Dodgers are world's champions. Ryan Bershinger, co-host with Bill Benson of the legendary Swing Shift podcast.
1: It's time for Dodger Baseball.
0: And look at that, the revenge tour is in full swing. Dodgers-Astros World Series once again. Major League Baseball is getting the matchup that they wanted so desperately. The Cheaters versus the Ra- <clears throat> versus the Atlanta Braves. Fun. <laughs> are you watching it? Is, are, are you listening at home? Are you watching this series? No one is. Let's be real. This is Swing Shift with Ryan and Bo. My name is Ryan Bershinger. He is Bo Benson. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Swing Shift r and We work in radio. We are professionals. And yet this podcast is a piece of shit because quite frankly, last time we recorded, we said, Oh, Dodgers in five against the Braves. We talked about the Braves for about 30 seconds and brushed over it because, you know, the Dodgers are the better team. They were, and now they're done. The season's over, but Hey, swing shift is a one for two in terms of winning world championships in swing shift season. So, Hey, we're still batting 500. That's pretty damn good.
1: Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been inconsolable these last uh, few days, and this morning it really came to a head. Um, I almost called off work. Uh, I just I sat in the shower for a little bit and I cried because um, I saw that trailer for uh, Buzz Lightyear the movie. Yes. Oh my God! Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? <laughs> how creatively like how how creatively bankrupt are we as a nation? and an industry that we're making an origin story about the human being that the toy from toy story, which is a movie franchise that started in like 95 and we're making it like it's supposed to be a serious thing. What, what the fuck? Like, I remember that tweet from Chris Evans where he's like, this is actually like based on the human that the toy is based on. And he like had to send that out with a straight face. (laughs) Like what the hell dude? In terms of baseball, uh, I don't really care. <laughs> <It's over. laughs> uh, that was a that was a painful. Uh... I will say that I believe I said that I thought the Dodgers would win, but it would not shock me at all if the Braves did. And here we are. So right. I will take the I'll take the win on that one. Um, but uh, hey, man, it's hard when your entire team dies all at the same exact time. <laughs> As far as I'm aware, all the money the Dodgers spent does not go on making their players immune to injury. So That's true.
0: Yeah, so uh, we're going to get into entirely what happened in the NLCS, why the Dodgers season is over. Our our next episode uh, that we record at some point will be more about the offseason, what's going to happen in the offseason. Obviously, a lot of guys are now free agents and uh, some of uh, your favorite people. Uh, May never play for the Dodgers again. And that's a reality that we kind of had to phase at some point. But we're going to get into that another time. This is going to be entirely about the loss, how we move forward, how we can explain what happened.
1: Yeah, I was kind of hoping that we could just talk about like Metroid or something like that. (laughs) Like that new Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game came out. I just installed it. Have you tried it yet? Have you started it? I have not. I started Far Cry 6. Oh, good. That's fun. You get a little alligator named uh Guapo as your friend. I'm gonna do that at some point. I do want to get Far Cry six at some yeah, point. I, no.
0: I've enjoyed the Far Cry series immensely, Yeah,
1: I so. mean it's a good time waster. Yeah. yeah. End of the day, like, you know, go find a tower. Mm-hmm.
0: Um well yeah. hey. Uh, speaking of uh wasting your time. So the Dodgers 21 speaking of a far cry, over. how about the Dodgers <laughs> yeah. World Series? Uh um so as we dive into this, I, I want to preface it this way. The, the best way to explain what happened and to summarize, I think, what our thoughts are and where we're at as Dodger fans. I know this isn't an incredibly uh, controversial or sexy way to, to, to describe things in terms of what really happened with the Dodgers. But quite frankly, they simply burnt out. It was a team that was so exhausted at the end of it, beaten down by injuries, but the guys who were playing simply didn't perform. And you can see that fatigue set in on quite a few people. And even if guys didn't have fatigue, they quite frankly just didn't perform. And I wish it was more simple. I wish it was more obvious. I wish that there was something that we could specifically point to and say, this is the reason why the yeah, I mean, eliminated.
1: I think but- there is. Uh, it's Max Muncie's arm getting jammed into oblivion on the last day of the season. Yeah, just just capping off uh, the the chain reaction that began when Cody Bellinger stepped on first base wrong in Oakland, running mm-hmm. out a single late in the game that they were up like double double digit runs in. Right. Uh, from that point on, like it just cursed season and it cascaded. The uh, I will argue. I think my main. The one thing I will blame the Dodgers for is that their depth this year was nowhere near as good, nowhere near as good as it had been in the past. Uh, they could not afford to lose a guy because there was not a, a Jock Peterson or a Kike Hernandez waiting behind them to take up that playing time until they came back. It was uh, like Sheldon noisy and Luke Ray, Luke Raley. Uh And so it kind of just cascaded through the year and then it, just everything uh, Bauer, uh, May getting hurt, Kershaw getting hurt there. Just every, that injury bug and the lack of depth this year just plagued them the entire season. And it just came to a head at the end of the year. And not to take anything away from the Braves, but like Albert Pujols, Steven Souza Jr. And Mookie Betts uh, took t- two of the, like three of the most important bats of the season yeah. for the Dodgers. And Somehow, Mookie had the worst, worst, worst. one of the three.
0: <laughs> right, but right. It's just
1: everything else. Like, I think that NLCS is the perfect encapsulation of playoff baseball. It mm-hmm. really is. Um, the Braves bullpen was maligned all year, just absolute dog shit, and then you have people like going on talk shows. And being like, you know, if the Braves are going to win this series, it comes down to that those three lefties in the back of the bullpen. <laughs> after the entire season, all you would see is Braves fans be like, fuck Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Braves somehow lost Ronald Acuna at a time where it's better to lose a guy like that because they could go out and replace him with, like you said, five different outfielders.
0: Right, right. They, they straight up traded for four outfielders after Ronald Acuna went down while Max Muncy went down on the last day of the season. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. but like, no. right.
1: At the end of the day, like Eddie Rosario had like almost 20 hits in a six yeah. game series. Like yeah. he, he, there's nothing you could do. It's just, that's just playoff baseball. That's why it's kind of a joke and not a joke, but it's a joke I think is the best way to describe it. Cause it's mm. just, and it, it really illustrates why my greater overarching point of the Dodgers is that like, if they only win one it's not a failure because they actually won a championship all you can do is just get into the dance after that it's really just Jesus take the wheel
0: right right um and I think you're you're hitting on a, a couple different points that I we'll get into more but i I think the overall takeaway I have is is first of all we're I, we're not gonna be making excuses here for the Dodgers I know we're we're talking about the injuries and the way that that impacted the team. And yeah, the the depth simply wasn't there as much as it has been in years past. But at the same time, the roster that they did field in this championship series should have won. This was a team that should be in the World Series right now. And again, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from the Braves. Braves fans on Twitter over the last couple of days have had this sick sort of fascination with feeling like they had to shout down every single person that mentioned the fact that the Dodgers... Had issues in that series, and that really the Dodgers were the better team. Find find a baseball executive that didn't think that the Dodgers, on paper and based on their performance coming into the postseason, s- tell me find somebody who said the Braves were actually the better team in that series. Yeah. It's totally fine, Braves fans, to not have to uh, to not have to be called the better team in the series. You you won, you get that. And you did outplay the Dodgers. That's why you got to the World Series. The Dodgers should have won that series, and it's not, it's not taking anything away from the Braves by saying that. The, the Braves ran into a bit of luck, but they did play well. So, again, like the, the point is is the Dodgers lost that series because they ran out of gas and, and just didn't perform the way that they should have. But um, let's first highlight the way that the injuries did impact the team. And as you mentioned, having Max Muncy not be anywhere in the postseason lineup clearly made a difference to this team. Uh, Muncy has the greatest plate discipline out of anybody in the series, and we saw that there was a big issue of guys chasing pitches out of the zone. Roberts talked about it at one point after one of the games saying, look, we, the discipline is not there, and if pitchers see that we're going to swing at, at, and miss at pitches outside of the zone, then why are they going to throw in the zone? So when you have that sort of cascading issue with the offense where the discipline is not there because the most disciplined bat isn't in the middle of that lineup, being able to work pitchers, it sucks. It was a big issue that really showed just how incredibly valuable Muncie is to this team. But the reason why too, that we lost Muncie coming into the postseason is because we had to fucking try over the last month of the season, which is another big factor. The Giants kind of I don't want to say they got the last laugh here but if the Giants weren't as good as they were then the Dodgers probably aren't as fatigued as they are in the postseason because the Dodgers actually had to try coming into the season we had to throw Walker Bueller in game 162 Max Muncy wouldn't be on the field in that game if they had already had the division wrapped up which when you win 106 games you should have the division wrapped up in the final game of the season unfortunately the Giants put their pressure on the Dodgers for the entirety of the season. And because they had to continuously play against that level of pressure throughout the year, it's something the Dodgers have not had to do for like a decade. So I think that that really did make a big difference. And I get it. Look again, everybody plays 162 games, tons of teams, especially postseason teams have to try over that last month of the season. But when you had injuries decimate this team, the way that they did, when you had a lot of starting pitchers go down, when you had to rely on bullpen games every fifth day for a good chunk of the season, when you're still having to do that through the last month of the season, that does take a toll on guys. And that is something that I think is being completely ignored by people and really shouldn't. I think that the performance over the last couple weeks of the season, it's not necessarily indicative of the way that they were going to play. I'm just saying that it took a toll and we don't typically see those last couple weeks of the season take a toll on the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't buy it that much. The the thing with Max was just a freak injury. I mean, it could have happened any it could have happened any time in the season. It just right. happened then.
0: Mm-hmm. But I do
1: think the bullpen game part is kind of getting overlooked. Um after Dustin May got hurt, I don't believe Gonsolin was even close to being ready. So yeah. there was a bullpen game a week then. Mm-hmm. And then Trevor Bauer turned into a sexual predator. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Dodgers were running really two bullpen games every five days. No, at least one and a half almost. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just sucked the life out of the team. I think it just, I don't know, man. They, and maybe you're right about like having to chase the giants all season, uh, wore them down a little bit, but I don't know. I, I have a hard time thinking that professional athletes kind of struggle with stuff like that. It's their job. And, you know, these are the same guys where, you know, if Max Scherzer went to Dave Roberts, you know, if Max Scherzer threw 110 pitches in a start, he would go to Dave Roberts and be like, Hey, if you need me tomorrow, I'm good. Like that professional athletes, they want to compete. So I don't think like, I don't know if chasing the giants had really any effect on them. Um, It's just, They just, they just ran out of gas. And it's, it's like LeBron kind of too, like LeBron James played in like nine straight NBA finals or whatever it was. Uh And then he did like Olympics and international basketball in between them. Mm. Um, The Dodgers have gone deep in like almost every single postseason since they started winning the, uh, the division, they were at least playing like five or six playoff games in the first round. And then if they moved on, there's another four, they moved on again. There's another four it shit adds up man the season it's a long season it can be a long postseason and you know it i don't think it's a uh coincidence that guys like justin turner kind of started to break down especially as we got later into the season kershaw with the the weird injury there at the end of the year like guys just guys just fucking broke down joe kelly had like kind of a fatigue injury there um scherzer had a fatigue injury although i will blame dave roberts for that forever uh urias also i mean yeah bueller and urias i think are a little forgivable because they came off a 60 game season and then through the most innings i think they've thrown in their careers yeah so that's kind of where dave roberts needs to step in and protect those guys from themselves but uh I agree with you too. Like, it's not a disservice to the Braves to say that the Dodgers were hurt. It's just that's the reality of the situation. I'm not even going to say that the Dodgers would have won the series if they were healthy. I think they would have, but like, they gave me no reason to believe that they would hit the ball whether they were healthy or not. Like, nobody could fucking hit.
0: No, I, I, that's, that's, that's the thing. I'm not saying that chasing the Giants is what's responsible for wearing them down. I'm merely pointing out that these are things that they haven't had to face previously in in the last few years, and all of these are contributing factors to being worn down. Like I said, does Max Muncy even play that last game if if, <laughs> if they have the division wrapped up? You know, you so you mentioned Scherzer and and his his treatment in the uh, in the postseason and how that contributed to his fatigue, and that's something I, I want to get into a little bit one of the more talked about factors of the championship series was the Dodgers using Max Scherzer and uh, Julio Urias in relief in this, in this postseason. something I want to point out in regards to Scherzer. So as you said, like Max Scherzer is a guy who's going to say he'll throw a hundred plus pitches one day. And the next day he'll say, I, you know, you can throw me out there again. I'm fine. Which is exactly what he did actually Uh, after game three of the division series, He told the coaches, look, I'm good. I can give you an inning in game five if you need it. So he had already anticipated that that was going to be an option. But here's something I just want to point out with Scherzer. His last two starts of the season, September 23rd in Colorado, through five innings, gave up five runs on six hits, struck out six, walked one. His final start of the season was at home against the Padres uh, through five and a third gave up 5 earned on 11 hits, struck out 4, no walks. Um and those were like outside of those two starts, I think yeah, he only gave up 5 runs total as a yeah. Dodger prior to those two starts. And in the uh in the wild card game, it, as we talked about, Scherzer didn't have his best stuff in that game. He he, he looked like no, he, was he was kind of pressing for his command.
1: Yeah, he looked amped.
0: And so this is what I I want to say is that a lot of people are pointing to his usage in game five as the reason why his arm fell off. Um, And and I'm not saying it's not a factor, but I think it's interesting that people are just ignoring his previous outings. Prior to that, he was already showing signs of fatigue.
1: Yeah, I you're, you're correct. I will say that you're correct, but I just think in both cases, this is the best bullpen. I think the Dodgers have ever had during this run. I think that's fair to say. And in both cases, it wasn't necessary to do the thing that to make the move. Right. It did not need to put Scherzer in there in game five. No, it did not need to put Urias in there in game two. No, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I don't know who originated it. It's not original. It's not an original idea, but I think it's kind of spread among people. Uh, Dave Roberts is chasing the narrative. You mentioned it last week, right? Like, or the last time mm-hmm. we talked, when yeah. he was writing yeah. the movie script. Like, and yes. I, to see that actually happen to come to life, like, again, yeah, like Dave Roberts put Scherzer in there because it would make for a good story. Mm-hmm. Max Scherzer beating the Giant, you know, Max Scherzer striking out the side to beat the 107-win Giants. And then, oh, Julio Arias doing what he did to close out the World Series and, and you know, locking down the Braves and sending the Dodgers home, you know, with a, a split, all that kind of shit. Like, he's writing stories in his head – And then, like yeah you think about it you kind of can go back to other times like in 2019 when he brought kershaw in to face uh rendon and uh soto like oh it'll be so this will be such a good part of the movie when (laughs) kershaw comes in and gets these two guys out and we go on to win the world series like the the one time that dave roberts doesn't trust his bullpen when it's at its strongest is just baffling to me and so like I think you're correct overall, but I just, I'm going to blame that game five moment because it's just the playoffs. It's different. and It just, it changed everything after that. You had to, you had to move him back a start. They only got one start out of Max Scherzer in that NLCS, right? Right. Yeah. Like that's, that shouldn't happen. No. And Urias like with Bueller and Urias, like, Again, they're both guys. that are going to tell Roberts like, "I'm good to go, man. It doesn't matter." But it's it's Dave's mm-hmm. job to protect them from themselves. Like it's every coach's job to protect every athlete from themselves. Like, yeah. I last night it happened. Charlie Morton got hit on the leg and he broke he broke his fucking leg. He's <laughs> he out for the rest of the series. Um, <laughs> and he kept pitching. Which you know I would be remiss if I didn't mention Charlie Morton, former Astro. So uh, right. don't yeah. care. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 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 uh. But like, yeah, like you have to protect these guys from themselves. Every, every athlete, you kind of have to protect from themselves. Um, So like Roberts needed to be a little bit more mindful of, I think, the workload of all those guys and get the outs from them that they needed, not the, the outs that you wanted them to get.
0: So I, I agree with what you're saying. And I, I want to make it clear that using both Scherzer and Urias in relief, did prove to be a pretty fatal flaw. I don't think it's the, I. I we're going to get into the offense. I think the offense not performing is the bigger reason why oh. they lost. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, I think that a lot of the hand-wringing done over these specific pitching moves is a little much because if the offense performed, these things wouldn't have mattered as much. I mean, not having Scherzer, having Scherzer's arm dead, if we were in the World Series with a with a one-armed Scherzer, I'd, I don't think that that would bode terribly well. But I just want to give a little bit of perspective as to why the Dodgers did go with these decisions. First off, as I mentioned with Scherzer two years ago in 2019, he started the wildcard game for the Nationals. He then came, came in in game two of the NLDS in an inning of relief and then started game four. That's all in a seven day span. And so he had the experience of doing this already. And so that's another reason why he felt comfortable actually appearing in relief and pitching three times in a seven-game span. But um, obviously the, the big issue is that then, of course, that did contribute to uh, wearing down his arm, uh, an arm that was already pretty exhausted. And then uh, what happened was is uh, when they, the Dodgers were playing catch before, I believe, game five, um, he was unable to play catch beyond a distance of 60 feet. And then he was warming up at Dodger Stadium. He eventually got to 90 feet, and he was working out in tandem with Bueller. And Scherzer said, "quote uh, He felt like he was in a much better spot than I was." Scherzer said in regard to Bueller. Uh, so then the team opted to go with Bueller in Game Six.
1: And I hated that part too. Since yeah. you just brought it up, there yeah. was no need to go with Bueller on short rest. Right. No need. The bullpen games work. I think. I think by now we can say unequivocally the bullpen games work for baseball. maybe not work right. for baseball, but they work if you use them. There's no there's no fundamental difference between having Corey canable start your game and then bringing in a starter or a reliever after him than if you just have you know whatever dead arm Bueller start the game right um, I I totally forgot I legitimately totally I've memory hold this series. I couldn't tell you what happened in any game. I don't remember. uh not going to remember ever um and I forgot that Bueller had started on short rest and I I think that's when I kind of knew I think we all kind of knew that they were not going to win that game with Bueller on short rest yeah
0: yeah I was feeling good going into game six and then once it was announced that Scherzer was scratched I'm like all right well that's that's it then that's the series
1: I and I funnily enough I feel like I would have felt better if they had just started or something
0: yeah yeah no I think so Um, The
1: idea of Bueller on short rest, it just seems so mm -hmm. desperate.
0: It did. But, um, I mean, eventually, like, it didn't, like, Dodgers scored, what, two runs in that game? Yeah, no, like like, you said, like, (laughs) (laughs) they uh,
1: were, what, one for 10 or something like that in the first two games with runners in scoring position? yeah.
0: Yeah. But your point about the bullpen game, see, see, that's the other thing. Like I, I hear a lot of, especially national guys complain about bullpen games. they're like, Oh, they never work. No, they do. Actually, they work yeah. pretty often game five, namely. Uh, so the Dodgers uh, game five of the NLCS where uh, Chris Taylor had three home runs, AJ Pollock had two home runs. Like the offense went off. Uh, they allowed two runs in that game. Right. And uh, it was only on Joe Kelly's home run. And, which he then came out a couple batters later because his arm was feeling sore, which was, of course, a big conspiracy to get David Price on the roster. Yeah, no, um, 100%. <laughs> uh, so, and then the the rest of the bullpen proceeded to come in and shut it down. Like, like that's, I mean, that is the big reason why using the starters in relief was a bad idea this season, as you mentioned, because of the fact that this is the best Dodgers bullpen they've ever had in any of these playoff runs. So you actually have guys that you can trust uh, coming out of the pen. You don't have to throw starters on their bullpen days, but like just to kind of wrap up that topic again, as I mentioned, Scherzer has experience in this role before he had told management that he's good to go. Um, Urias has experience in this role before. And when they went to Julio, uh, about especially about when when uh for game five of the division series when Urias was not used as a starter uh, when they used Knable as the opener uh, Mark Pryor straight up said like they went to Julio prior to the game and uh, they gave the strategy which if you don't like the strategy or not apparently Alex Slater the director of baseball operations is the one who initially proposed it for game five specifically uh, and then they ended up Going with that, they they came to Julio and said, "Look, we're going to do this, um, but if you want to start, you you can." And, and they straight up said, like Prior was saying, if Julio said right then and there, "No, I want to be the starter. Give me the ball to start," then they would have had him start. Yeah. And and I do believe these things. Like you have, uh, you have also you you have historical uh, precedents for using starters in relief. That actually has worked. Obviously, we think about Kershaw in game five of the 2019 division series where he got shelled. Um, but he's also been used for relief, which was exactly it was not his fault, he was put in a terrible position, yeah. but he's also been used in relief prior to that, and it worked. You look at uh the Red Sox in their 2018 World Series run, uh, Chris Sale, David Price, Rick Porcello. Uh, all these guys recorded starts and relief appearances throughout the postseason, but then again, this year in this in this postseason for the Red Sox, they did it, the same thing that we did with Julio. They did with Nathan Ivaldi, and it actually went the exact same way, where Ivaldi struggled and got tired. Um, so it is weird. Like there, there was rationale behind these decisions. And Andrew Friedman said today in his press conference that, like, look, prior to the games, they do go through. Uh, sort of strategies as to how Dave might approach pitching, but. Which is um, so, it's so funny that they have to say that. Like right. people because are I'm just sure so every...
1: stupid. They don't assume that that's the case.
0: Right. And I'm sure, honestly, every organization does that. I, especially in the postseason. I'd imagine that uh, that the the front office and directors of baseball operations and and plenty of people are involved in, Creating a sort of strategy for a playoff game. It's not just the manager going off of his his gut. So, but he Friedman did specify that when it comes to uh, pitching decisions in game, that that's Dave. That's that's Dave, and he probably works with Mark Pryor, and he works with Bob Guerin and he works with people on the bench in the game to figure things out. And I'm sure he went to Max and said, "Are you good to throw in relief today?" I'm sure he went to Julio and said, "Are you feeling good? Can we use you out of the bullpen today?" And yes, it is on him to recognize if that's not a good idea. And unfortunately, he didn't. But my point here is basically just trying to give a little bit of perspective to show that this is not the Dodgers trying to be cute. This is not them trying to reinvent the wheel, that there's actual precedence to these decisions. And there's a ton of thought and a ton of strategy that goes into these decisions. And unfortunately, it didn't work. And that will happen sometimes. And I don't think you're going to see teams use this strategy again, because given the fact that again, like I mentioned the Red Sox did the same shit this year that they've done in the past and it didn't work for them either. So you're probably going to see it a lot less now, but a lot of the reasons why other teams have had to do this. And especially in this season where you're coming off of the shortened season of 2020, you had record numbers of injuries throughout the year. Uh, You've, you've seen a lot of guys, uh, a lot of openers used throughout the season bullpen games, what have you. I don't think you're going to see this strategy again, and that's fine. That's good. It should be that way. I'm not going to hold management to the fire for doing it is kind of the point that I'm making. It's, it's, it is what it is. It didn't work, but I don't think it's the end all be all. I think the offense is really the bigger issue.
1: The, uh, yeah, no, the Dodgers did what they had to do. I also, uh, a couple of things that are totally off topic from what we're talking about. Um, big fan of the guy at this Lakers thunder game, wearing a Dodgers world series champions hat with a thunder Jersey. Oh yeah. Uh, that shows you the reach of this organization with the Oklahoma city (laughs) Dodgers. (laughs) Um, and also somehow it completely missed us at the top of the show, but it's literally been a year since the Dodgers won the world series. Right. Yeah. Today was, uh, today's the one year anniversary (laughs) Um, you know, a year and ago I, we had a, we had a world series championship, no vaccine and uh part-time jobs. And now, <laughs> now look at
0: us. That's right. That's right. Oh yeah. But I, I mean, that's the reason why we're kind of like, we're
1: not all fire and brimstone. Oh like, no. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine how miserable it would be if the Dodgers hadn't won the world series last year? Yeah. Which yeah. again, again, and I think that the only thing I really wanted to say on this, this edition of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're a Dodgers fan and you get riled up by people calling the 2020 championship, like a Mickey mouse ring or a fake title, uh, just don't like it. Their opinion doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter who, if it's some fucking weirdo named like Tatis for life on Twitter (laughs) or like some giants fan on Instagram or any number of other things, if it's a sports talk radio host, a sports talk TV host, any manner of person, it doesn't matter. No. Their opinion has no weight on that because if you go into the official Major League Baseball re- history book, the record book, whatever you want to call it, if you go and look at 2020 the Dodgers are World Series champions. Mm. It does not their their opinion does not matter. It's never mattered. Stop getting riled up about it. <laughs> and if you really have to respond, all you have to ask them is why their team didn't win it then. Right. Right. There's, there's zero need to get into, like, the the uh, the context of the season. You don't have to be like, well, they played more postseason games than anyone else. It doesn't matter. They're, you're not going to change their mind. Yeah. yeah. Just like they're not going to change your mind. Just ignore it. Move on.
0: I think, um, first of all, yeah, and going off of that, too, to anybody who's ever used the phrase Mickey mouse championship when describing anything, just understand that when you say that, um, I don't take anything you're ever going to say again. No, I just,
1: I honestly just assume (laughs) that you're missing a couple like brain cells or something like that.
0: (laughs) I completely check out of your argument at that point. It's like, all right, That's, that's, that's cute. That's, I hope Uh, you enjoy your life. Um, I
1: know, uh, I know we don't usually do this, but, uh, Currently, five to one Astros in the bottom of the second. Look at that. Tough scene. Tough scene. The, see, you know, uh, whatever. It's just. The Braves. I didn't think the Braves are going to win this series. The, the Astros no. had so much time off after game one. So it's kind of understandable that they would have a stinker and their pitching is bad. But like the Astros lineup is just so much better than the Braves. Yeah. It's just going to be. Well, I, I mean, either way, a toxic fan base kind of gets rewarded. Right. But like, my God, <laughs> the Braves are going to legitimize the Astros. Yeah. It's going to be sad. Is I, like, I, I, I don't have, have anything for the Braves to pull this out.
0: Yeah, yeah. The The Atlanta Braves team, I have no problem with them. I think Freddie Freeman getting a ring would be very nice. I think he's he's gone through a lot of shit in the last couple of years, and he's still been one of the best bats in baseball. Um, it would be nice to see him get a ring. Um Obviously, it's fucked the Astros forever. And like as 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 good of a person as Dusty Baker is, which the fact is, that I... oh,
1: my God, it's so cynical. And somehow everybody <laughs> fell into it. Yeah. Nobody realized it. It's insane. The amount of like, oh, my God, look how cool it is that Dusty Baker's back. And this totally absolves the Astros of everything right. they did.
0: Yeah. How yeah, fucking I, I,
1: stupid are people?
0: Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's hard to tell. Like, I mean, obviously the Astros fans are idiotic because instead of like denouncing their team for what they did, they doubled down and and took on the <laughs> Astros versus see, everyone mentality, which is fucking did, stupid.
1: Did you see the tweet? I forget who the person is. They used to do Deadspin. Um, I don't care about finding their name now. They were good Deadspin. Um, maybe it's Timothy Burke or whatever, but he tweeted out last night. He was like, here's the one good Astros fan. And it's a guy wearing an Astros jersey and he has a big sign that says the chop is racist. Right. And that's really like, you know, breaking news or whatever. The worst person, you know, just made a good point or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, sure, maybe. But also like, this is the fan base that gave Yuli Gurriel a standing ovation. Right. After he, uh, did that shit on national television. Yeah in a, in a world series that people actually watched. So I don't know if you saw the ratings for last night, but God damn.
0: <laughs> I like how too that the ball started rolling downhill already before the series even started in terms of just like how shitty of a uh, of everything about this series was going to be when like oh, Rob yeah. Manfred turned into, Oh my God. The, uh... He gave the "well, everything is so political nowadays" argument yeah. about the, about the chop, about people saying, you know, it's pretty racist. Like the 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 chop has has a lot of issues with it. And he's like, well, you know, uh, everybody wants to make everything so political. Like, <laughs> holy shit dude like like, that's another like key thing where i tune out of somebody's argument is when like you point out something is bad and their counter is oh everything's political nowadays like no it's not it's actually not (laughs) we're not this isn't a political issue it shouldn't be i don't know why you see it that way why do you see it that way rob yeah um so uh yeah that's yeah
1: it's the worst world series of our lifetime it's (laughs) I mean, it's not giants. It's better Astros than watching, than like, giants, yeah, it's yeah. better than Giants Astros. And really, I think okay, so like the Dodgers winning the World Series last year makes this much easier, and also right. like sending the Giants home makes it very easy too. Yeah, like I yeah. love the. I had a couple of Giants fans try to like tell me enjoy the off season on Twitter, and I, I'm like, yeah, but like we sent you there first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how's it been? <laughs> like, yeah, we <laughs> we ruined your like perfect season.
0: Yeah. Like and that that is something that we're we're still going to have that as a as a strong positive for, uh, yeah. for quite some time like, like that that's we easily the, the best part of this we season. sent
1: the Giants home and the Padres unraveled yeah. yeah faster than anyone could have ever imagined
0: right um
1: Who oh boy Ozzie Guillen is not gonna be uh not <laughs> gonna be very popular out there <laughs> so
0: stupid <laughs> just like oh god that's so funny um Well, yeah. So, all right. Well, back to back to the Dodgers issues, right? So, uh, again, I, I there there are elements of us just taking massive amounts of copium when we just like you know talk about other good things that happened. But the reality is, the Dodgers lost a series that they should have won, and they were the better team. Again, sorry, Barrett Sally, but the, the Dodgers are better than the Astros. I don't know what to tell you. You got to the World Series, so just accept that, all right? Quit going whining about everything else. Yeah. Um, But as you mentioned, like the injuries piling up was a huge issue, and the timing of is- injuries makes a big difference. Losing Muncie at the end of the season is different than losing Ronald Acuna halfway through the year. Would I rather have Ronald Acuna? Of course, uh, uh, choosing between the two players, but... That was also halfway through the season and they addressed it by getting an extra outfielder. They, they revamped the entire outfield and then added another one. Cause yes, they did also lose Marcelo Zuna, but like again, they added four outfielders to, to make up for that in the sense that, yeah, the Dodgers lost Trevor Bauer, but they got Max Scherzer to make up for that. Um, they also got Trey Turner who led the national league in batting this season and then proceeded to disappear in the postseason, which was a huge issue. And I think that he's somebody that we can kind of point to and say, all right, what the fuck, man? Like Again, I I think that Trey is a fantastic player. I think that if Corey Seager isn't coming back, that exploring an extension with Trey Turner is something that should be done. Um,
1: Yeah, they can can extend his ass over to Miami or New York, wherever he wants to go. (laughs) But the fact of the
0: matter is he did not perform in the postseason. And uh I know at one point I think David Basset mentioned prior to a show that like they were talking to Trey and the issue wasn't it, it was it was the issue was approached, but it's not the way that you think it is. You see, a lot of old guys will will write off the way that uh, the Dodgers didn't perform offensively to uh analytics, which by the way, that's another thing where like if you insist on blaming everything on analytics again i tune out i i'm not going to take your opinion seriously because it's clear you don't understand it's like when somebody sees the gas prices and goes ah thanks obama like it's very obvious that you're you're not really thinking critically here because for example i heard the analytic argument a lot about why the dodgers were using their starters on bullpen days and i want to point this out do you really think that a school of thought Uh, that says don't have a starting pitcher face a lineup a third time through in a game is the same school of thought that would say use a starting pitcher in relief two days after their start. It doesn't line up. It does not make any sense. That's why like the bullpen day thing didn't work because it is actually not an analytically sound thing to do. Um, It is entirely a feel issue. And unfortunately, as we've talked about in the past, when Dave manages by his gut, that's when things backfire, and that's why this backfired because he was using his gut, but not in a way that was conducive to. Oh, he might not be good to go today because it doesn't seem like he has the best stuff. It seems like he is fatigued. He was using it in a way of like bullpen day. This would be fucking cool, and then <laughs> just going with it. So, um, but like I said, uh, Trey Turner not performing on offense, and and what Vasse said was that uh, Turner indicated that he was actually trying to hit the ball on the ground more. Like, he wasn't trying to elevate the ball as much. He was actually simply trying to put it in play and put it on the ground and get hits, which for somebody as fast as Trey Turner should work. And it did on a couple hits. The hits that he did have were like infield singles or like he was able to beat the shift the opposite way. He was not driving the ball at all. And that's no. a huge issue, especially if a guy who's hitting in the middle of the lineup, especially if a guy with the power of Trey Turner with the ability of Trey Turner. He wasn't doing the things that got him there. And so that's something we need to point out. The teams that out homered the other teams won the games that happened constantly in the postseason that happened all through the championship series. It happens all the time. If you're hitting more home runs, you're producing more offense and you're winning. Shocking. I know, but it works that
1: way. Um, the, uh, the San Francisco giants won 107 games by doing absolutely nothing but hitting home runs. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> not rocket science.
0: And now the, the counter argument of course is, well, if you're trying to hit home runs, then sometimes that's going to backfire and you're not going to make good contact. You're not going to get on base. And sure that happens. That also happens when you're just trying to hit in general. Yeah. There's a lot of times where you're not getting on base. The offense is not working. And, and we saw that happen all throughout it, the series.
1: The It's just the idea of, like, the the idea that your approach at the plate would ever be like, you know what I want to do? Not hit this, bard, this ball as hard as I possibly can. Right. I want to uh, kind of just lightly tap it and maybe see what happens. Uh, you know, uh, we'll see. We, you know, that's fine. Instead of doing the thing that, like, guarantees I'm at, like, second or third or, you know, scoring a run, which is... What we need to win the game. There are people that think you should just go up there and like kind of just like tap it in. <laughs> just tap tap tap. Like it blows my mind.
0: Um and then the games that we did win, those were the times that Trey Turner got on base. You know, he got a yeah. couple hits in, in game five when the offense was working like crazy. We won the wild card game and Trey Turner was two for four. Mookie Betts was also two for four in that game. And and something to point out coming into championship series. Mookie was hitting like 450. Uh, He was, he was drilling the ball. Uh, He looked the best he had all season. He was carrying the offense. He was getting coming through with big hits. It was Mookie Betts, And then in the championship series, we saw that disappear a little bit to the point where his final at bat was him missing at pitches down the heart of the plate. And you can come at this with either one of two approaches. One, that's who Mookie Betts is which doesn't make any fucking sense to make that argument we talked about in this in the past that you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that Mookie Betts is one of the best players in baseball and sometimes guys simply don't come through that happens sometimes it doesn't mean that that's who they are that all the money that we've spent on them is now a waste Um, it's more likely that the extra bone that's growing out of his hip might have started to bother him a little bit again because suddenly we saw a different Mookie bets in the championship series. But what do we know about Mookie? He was trying so damn hard the entire season to not have his bone spur bother him. And at times he would try to play through it and his his production suffered because of it. And then eventually somebody had to shake him and say, Mookie, you, you got it, you gotta take some time off here. And then they looked more at the bone spur and they're like, Well you're going to need surgery in order to heal this but in order to do that you're not going to play the rest of the season and mookie has the mindset of a guy who's like you know i can play through it so i'm going to and i don't i don't fault him at all for doing that because we got we got super mookie bets through the through the uh, division series and in the wild card game we know what we can get with mookie bets it's very clear that unfortunately that bone spur must have flared up in the championship series I think that that's more logical to say than he doesn't produce that well. Like I, I, I saw, I saw people like kind of whine about Mookie's performance in the championship series, and like I think that it makes all the sense in the world given how well he was performing coming into that series. That maybe he flared something up because also this is just simply how this season went for the Dodgers. Just makes sense.
1: Yeah. No, that's, it just all comes back to everybody just being hurt. Yeah, all of, yeah. everybody, everybody that they needed missed time with injury, and I'm sure it just exacerbated itself down the down the stretch and just uh, it's crazy that we can be this far into this and not mention really more than once or twice the effect that Trevor Bauer being a psycho did right. or had on the team. Um, And I think more than one Dodger kind of alluded to that in their like, you know, end of season Instagram posts or whatever. Huh the stuff that they dealt with on the field and off the field. I know Justin Turner pretty much did. So um, I can only imagine. And then Andrew Friedman, once again, today kind of refused to answer that question. I, I don't know how hard it is to just be like, you know what? MLB is working their way through it, but we're going to do everything we can to make sure that he's not a part of this organization moving forward. How hard is that? Yeah, it's not that hard. It really isn't. And Um,
0: of course, speaking of injuries, obviously we had Justin Turner go down in game four. Um, but his hamstring had been something that had been bothering him for quite some time. Yeah. And JT did not play well after the wild Card game. No. Um, we did not get a lot of, uh, of, uh, contributions from him offensively. And I think that is, that is something to point out too, that having him and Trey Turner in the middle of the lineup, not producing really did impact the offense negatively. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that in game five, when you didn't have JT in the lineup, suddenly like the offense went off in the way that they did. Um, I'm not trying to blame JT in any way. I think he was trying to play through an injury as well. And then eventually like, you know, the hamstring is like a rubber band. Like you keep pulling on it until it just snaps. And that's just kind of what happened. He still, he had that tension going in the leg, but he wanted to play through it and he was trying his hardest. Um, and that unfortunately did impact his play on the field until eventually the thing just snapped on him and
1: yeah,
0: that that will happen, especially, and this is, this is kind of hinting at, I, I'm not going to like make the argument that this season is more questionable than, than 2020. I don't think any season is questionable no, unless I... you have a, an institutional cheating scandal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, uh, I think it is interesting, like the the impacts of the 2020 season were felt throughout the entirety of the 2021 season. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, like guys having super insane mileage on their, you know, Walker Bueller uh, threw 207 innings this season. He's he's never that was the second largest in the majors. Yeah. And so, of course, he like kind of you get diminishing returns after a while. Julio Urias has never thrown 80 innings in a season and he threw 185 this past season. So when you, when you have to the the yo-yo effect of going from 2019 to the short season of 2020 to the, to the longer season of 2021 um, that, that took a toll across the league. You know, every team unfortunately dealt with injury.
1: You see that. And you saw that in the NBA last year too. Uh Um, Everybody died by everybody died by the end of the NBA season. Right. Like, right. LeBron was dead. Anthony Davis was dead. Kyrie died. I think Harden died at some point. Like, it was just superstars across the league going down. And I, you're right. Like, it's not questionable. But I do think it kind of strengthens that 2020 title on both sides, in both leagues a little bit more when you think about it. Yeah. Um, it was insane to be, like, walking my dog – on like October 10th or whatever. And I get a notification saying like, it's been one year since the Lakers won the NBA title. <laughs> like there was an entire season that yeah. happened between that. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's something that athletes have never been asked to do. Right. So yeah, like it's a like and I think yo-yo is a great analogy. It's especially for baseball where you are preparing your body. Uh, probably as much as like a LeBron James does, maybe not that much, but you're definitely building your body up the entire season to get to the postseason. season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just, I, there's, there's only one way you can say that they run out, they ran out of gas. And I mean, they, they ran out of gas.
0: Yeah. That's a question I did want to ask you because, you know, obviously big basketball guy over here. Um, uh, is it fair to compare the 2021 Dodgers to the 2021 Lakers, or twenty, you know, whatever you, year you would say, the last season Lakers.
1: I would think, in terms of circumstance, not really because the 2021 Lakers didn't get close to going back to the NBA Finals. Sure, but like, I mean, there's parallels. the The Dodgers definitely didn't reinvent their team, but they they added a guy like Trevor Bauer and. The Lakers added a, a Derek, uh, not Derek, Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell to try to get younger so that they could take some of the load off of their older guys, which maybe that's what the Dodgers tried to do. I mean, they went out and they got the Cy Young Award winner mm-hmm. um, and then they traded for Scherzer and Turner midseason. Um, it's a tough parallel I, because I, I wouldn't say the Lakers ran out of gas. They just got unlucky with injury. Sure. Um, which uh, that's definitely the same. Like both teams definitely got hit with bad injury luck. Mm-hmm. But I think that kind of does go back to the the strange season before. Or you know, I it, the Lakers had something like two months off before they had to get ready to play basketball again. Yeah. Um. So it was just just all around sadness. Mm. Not much joy to be had.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I think that to kind of wrap up the, the, the struggles of the offense, like it was a lot of, uh, there's two things that fans complain about, right? It's, it's, it's your bullpen and it's hitting with runners and scoring position. And the, the, you didn't have to complain about the bullpen this time around. So of course it's runners and scoring position, but that was a huge problem. Their numbers were horrible with runners and scoring position. And unfortunately, like, that'll happen (laughs) it's it's tough like again like i said at the beginning of the episode like it's hard to completely identify the the one if only there was just one roster issue they give point to and say yeah that's it like just change that and then they're fine you can't like just change the injuries you can't change the exhaustion um there's things they could have done with with scherzer and urias to 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 get uh, more production out of them. And I think that's why we spent a bulk of the time talking about that, because those were the most notable uh, errors in judgment. But the biggest takeaway is the fact that the offense just didn't perform. They and got,
1: they got outplayed, which, ha- you know, that's why you yeah. play a series in baseball. Right. The, right. <laughs> the best team doesn't always win a series. No. It's not a single game elimination. Um, you know, the Braves had a more the Braves had more opportunities throughout the season to play better or throughout the series to play better and they did. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. I mean it, it's it's just it's bad timing for the Dodgers I think, but you know, my my main goal is not to take anything away from Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> not that not that anybody from Braves country is listening because they all have fucking ham radios. <laughs> they don't actually have computers out there. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, no, I, like, again, yeah, we're not trying to diminish the Braves in any way. They, they played well and they, they're in the world series and that's, that's, that's great. Again, like it doesn't, it's not suggesting that they're bad by saying that the Dodgers are a better team. And that's also not our bias coming through this. We're saying this as baseball fans, as people who, who watch this sport as much as we do, who follow as much as we do in, in our, professional opinions uh the the Dodgers were a better team like uh, taking all bias out of it the Dodgers should have won that series and plenty of people in the industry would agree with that
1: and they had the chance yeah if you know it's it's always if but like you know they had a lead I think in game two and Urias didn't hold on to it yeah they had a lead in game six that they didn't hold on to They had opportunities all the time to put runs on the board, and they just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Credit to the Braves' pitching. I mean, I think that's the one thing I will not give a lot of credit to because (laughs) uh, Mookie Betts should have destroyed any one of those three pitches. Yeah. That uh, Matt – who was it, Minter or Matzik that was delivering those pitches? One of those two. Um, Mm -hmm. Will Smith was horrible all year. They should have absolutely scored some runs off him. Right. Um, But every other facet, like the Braves, just did better.
0: Yeah. Um, But this doesn't mean that we're, you know, without positive. Let's 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 finish this episode by pointing out who did well, Um, because you can't blame everyone. Baseball is so weird where it's a collection of individual performances. And it's really unfair that a guy like Chris Taylor hits three home runs in a game and then it's all for naught In the end, a guy like Cody Bellinger Had, I think, as many hits in the postseason as he did the entire season. Um, (laughs) I say that as a joke, but like Cody played incredibly well in the postseason, and that was
1: huge. Cody's a whether people are ready to admit it or not, Cody's, you know, it's almost like code October or something. We got to find like a Jocktober for Cody (laughs) because he shows up in the postseason. I don't know what to tell people. Like he does.
0: Yeah. Um, And then I will go on record again in saying, I said prior to this season that Cody Bellinger is going to have a huge year and be an MVP candidate again.
1: He was. He was an NLCS MVP yeah, candidate.
0: Ex- exactly. Yes, thank you. Um, I I think he's going to have a huge year next season. I think that Cody is, in fact, going to be back next season. And I think uh, uh, I, I, that's incredibly exciting. Yeah. Um, AJ Pollock played very well and uh, not very, he hit well, <laughs> like AJ Pollock had some strong Chris Taylor had three home runs in that game. And it was completely, uh, completely glossed over that AJ Pollock hit two in that game, yeah. including a bat drop from AJ Pollock, which we never fucking see. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was, that was wonderful. Um, And, and I, that's also proof that like, you know, AJ Pollock, who's had uh, struggled immensely in playoff series before, he suddenly had a good series, Trey Turner, who's one of the best players in baseball that, that's a bad postseason like shit like this just happens and you you kind of have to throw your hands up and be like oh there, that's it that is what it is like there's really not much more you can do with that's baseball sometimes. will Smith, I think, also like was in like top ten in 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 expected woBA for the postseason, and uh, I think he just ran into a, a good amount of bad luck i they tried, you know guys tried um. In the bullpen, as we mentioned, was great. Um, Kenley Jansen has not looked that good in years. Like yeah. that was his most dominant postseason, maybe in his career. Um, and he salvaged himself uh, a real strong contract that he'll get from the Philadelphia Phillies this offseason. <laughs> like, I think that's what happened. Um, which good on you, Kenley. Um, he, I, Kenley. I don't think has ever been. It's it's been a long time since I felt that comfortable with Kenley Jansen on the mound. Like, like yeah. he, he looked fantastic in every one of his outings.
1: No, he looked great. Uh oh. Yeah, it's just that bullpen was good. I don't know. Now I'm frustrated again. We <laughs> <laughs> should have won. Um I uh, I think Freeman men- Friedman mentioned today too that like they expect Caleb Ferguson back next year. Yeah. Which is cool. They should be adding Tommy oh, Conley nice. to the bullpen next year. Yes. But it's going to be uh, the the post game quotes outside of Seager were kind of depressing. I think Seager and Taylor both said they want to come back, but Taylor, yeah. you know, kind of said that it's not in his hands fully. Right. Um, and it's not in Seager's hands fully either because he's no. someone's going to offer him like three hundred fifty million dollars, and the Dodgers aren't going to do that because they're they're assholes. <laughs> um, and I. I guess we'll talk about it more later, but I think of all of them, I think Kenley is probably most likely to leave.
0: I I think so, and like, yeah, I think that they should let him leave as probably. as, it's probably as not great, a, yeah, as great as he idea. was, as as fantastic of a postseason as he had. Um, they've paid him once. I, I think it's it's very risky to pay him again. No, um, he's he is a reliever and. Uh, we've we've seen you know what it's like when Kenley Jansen struggles and it's not fun, um, so you kind of have to take that option away from Dave Roberts because <laughs> because uh, when Kenley struggles inevitably um, he'll just close for three days in a row and lose all three of those games and yeah. then we you know lose the division because of it. But it didn't matter in the end. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, in, incredible work from Kenley Jansen in the postseason. Evan Phillips looked really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> so like give him credit. Um, and I think part of that too is, Eno know, wrote an article in the athletic where he, he talked about how like the Dodgers are developing uh, sliders in a way that other teams aren't doing like sliders from Dodgers relievers, especially are like m- way more effective than any other sliders around the league. Um, and Evan Phillips in the postseason was throwing a slider that profiled similar to what Blake Trinan throws. And Trinan became one of the most dominant set of men in baseball this past season. So uh, give Evan Phillips a shot next season. Like, <laughs> he, yeah, he showed, I, like...
1: I, I just, just... Kenley, don't... The Phillies are going to give Kenley, like, $75 million.
0: Absolutely. It, it, it feels... Like there there is no pairing I I that makes more sense to me as a as a free agent <laughs> and a team than Kenley Jansen going to the Phillies because yeah. I, I don't it just it that just feels right. It feels like the Phillies are are going to overpay like crazy for relievers because they need they to. need to try to compete in some yeah. way. Um yeah, that, that'll be interesting. Um, but you know And we'll, so
1: help me God, I have a terrible feeling in the pit of my stomach that Taylor is going to end up in San Francisco. Uh, Although apparently we do, we do have a report from a close family friend or something that he hates the weather up there. So we could be in luck. We could be in luck. (laughs) If all he wants to do is surf and drink beer, then I think LA is a great spot for him.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, And yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Corey's post game comments um, after like immediately after being eliminated where he's like, (laughs) I want to be here. I want to come back. Um, Scott
1: Boris uh, probably bought a new TV after that one.
0: <laughs> Scott Boris just setting fire to his house. Just like, <laughs> like, God damn it, you son of a bitch. How could you? Um, uh, that's huge because that's just so out of character for Corey as well. Like, I, I don't think I've ever like remarked about anything Corey Seeger has ever said, has said. In, in his <laughs> life. <laughs> um, so to hear him like perk up immediately after that loss and say, I want to come back, I want to be here, that's huge. Um, does that mean that he's coming back? I, I, I don't know. Um, I think that the Dodgers are going to try but like you said I think somebody's going to try way harder yeah. and it's gonna suck
1: as long as it's not like New York or San Francisco I no. I just you know it Seager leaving would be painful I think because he's the first real like mega prospect of this ownership group and this yeah this run like That's true, and it never feel it. It doesn't feel like he's maxed out what he could do here. Yeah, he's so good, but it just feels like he's got one more like mega year in him before he's like there.
0: That's a good point. I think that that would be the first time I think where like a player leaves, and I'll go, "Damn, I'm old." Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) holy shit! Uh, (laughs) It's just.
1: Well, and there's just so much uncertainty this offseason, not just for the Dodgers, but for baseball yeah. with the upcoming work <laughs> stoppage, which that's we know, know we know that's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. Um and the the Dodgers would benefit so much if they just figure that work stoppage out sooner rather than later. Right. Because if they get the DH in the National League, like we all expect them to, mm-hmm. that makes it so much easier to just put Turner at the DH spot. Yeah. Slide Corey over to third. Mm-hmm. You open up shortstop for Turner. And you're you're good, but, yeah. you know, the longer it takes to do that, you know, the more likely it is that Seager goes elsewhere to play shortstop or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe he does just want to be here. And as long as the Dodgers get close to a number that he's comfortable with, he'll take it. But yeah. I, I don't know.
0: That way, too, you can have Lux play second base and not center field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh.
1: I feel like if they're going to bring back Seager, then they got to bring back Taylor as well.
0: Yeah. It Absolutely. should be like
1: that one off season where they brought everybody back. Yeah, we did not expect them to.
0: Yeah. Who's getting married this off season? They right. they, they all have to go to a wedding together, and then Taylor, come to Taylor's Jesus more.
1: Mormon. Taylor's pretty likely. Taylor could be the one.
0: That's true. Well, they all they it didn't it, Taylor and Seeger and, and some of them went to yeah the they all Hayride. went to haunted,
1: yeah they, <laughs> I think I remember Turner was there, Seeger was there, Mookie was there.
0: That could have been it. Maybe that's a.
1: They could have all been. uh, <laughs> Been always there.
0: Yeah, their moment. Um, Damn. Yeah. It, it really quickly, like, I I kind of feel bad for Gavin Lux. Like, I, I think that Gavin was in the lineup. He was in center field because he hit so well at the end of the season that they had to find a way to get his bat into the lineup. Um, And it's also a little bit on A.J. Pollock as well, where, like, Pollock wasn't performing at the start of the postseason, so you had to go with Lux over Pollock in the lineup. And – I don't know why that, you know, it, it probably would have been easier to just have Lux play left and have Taylor in center. Um, but, you know, they had they had Lux in center. And, and that's, I mean, ultimately, like the game where, like, he lost the fly ball there, didn't, that, they won that game, so it didn't matter in the end. Um, I mean, it's good in the long run to be able to have guys like Gavin Lux be able to play multiple positions like that. It's just, you know, it, it, the playoffs probably aren't the time to figure that out, but it's, it's okay. It, it, it happened. It's fine you played well Gavin it's okay uh, uh it's 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 it feels good to like have confidence in Gavin Lux again like you and I uh, obviously believed in him all season he just kind of struggled and you know the confidence wasn't there it's nice to have that back and remember like oh yeah this guy's this, this guy should be like an all-star at some point so um I, yeah not to go full-fledged and the uh, we're, we should start wrapping up we're we're at a little over an hour but yeah no. um I think that, yeah. If, if it'd be nice to have Corey Knable back, it'd be nice to have Jimmy Nelson back. If Joe Kelly's cheap, I I actually wouldn't mind if they brought back I, Joe Kelly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I assume the bullpen will be rebuilt on the fly. Probably. Probably try to bring it, try, probably try to bring like Evan Phillips back, but yeah. they're getting Ferguson back. They're getting Conley. Yeah. Um, maybe Dustin May makes like a midseason appearance, but I doubt it.
0: No Edwin Rosetta though. Yes, no. unfortunately. So, please add that the uh, please
1: add the smallest violin in the world sound here.
0: Uh R.I.P. Edwin Nusetta. We um,
1: that's almost as big of a loss as uh, Dennis Santana.
0: <laughs> Where is he now? Uh, is he still
1: Texas or something like that.
0: The, oh, that's all right. I don't know. Dodgers and six over the Astros. I think we yeah. Should be able to take let's
1: this do uh let's get a quick astros update in here
0: um the astros are up uh, replaying a pitch at the moment Five to one. give me the score mm-hmm. uh, five to one yeah yeah and
1: then, oh uh, but eddie rosario's at bat. this could very easily be five to three
0: it's true probably be 10 to five after this <laughs> and some and somehow yeah. eddie rosario They're single
1: at that. bat yeah
0: which i love how like people like lost their shit over like god yeah they Eddie Rosario turned into Eddie Rosario was like a pretty decent bat for the Twins. Like when he was on the Twins, like he yeah, hit thirty plus home runs. Like he, he was, he he can hit. He just sucked when he got to the Indians to the point where they traded literally Pablo Sandoval for him. Yeah, like imagine how low your your value has to be if they trade uh, Pablo Sandoval in twenty twenty one straight yeah. up for you.
1: First of all, you're canceled because they're not the Indians; or the Guardians now.
0: <laughs> well, uh, well, maybe they're getting sued over that. So, we'll, the, the secondly, it's team.
1: it's not like uh, I don't know. There have been postseasons where like Travis Ishikawa has turned into Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah. So, like whatever. I, I'm yeah. not not shocked that Eddie Rosario turned into a you know unconscious hitter. Yeah. For a four game stretch.
0: It's what happens when the Dodgers lose in the postseason. Is It's, yeah it's somebody like that. will just step up like crazy. uh, The last
1: thing I'll say is that's baseball, baby.
0: That's baseball, baby. All right. Well, um, thank you as always to the house band, ass life. I've forgotten to, to thank them for the last couple episodes and and they've been giving me a dirty eye for it. So uh, thank you. Thank you dearly to ass life for, for all the tunes that they've bumped throughout the season. Um, Thank you for, for joining on the uh, us on this ride. Um, You know, minnesota fans so uh i'm sure that they're happy for eh, n- i don't know uh, w- uh as always fuck don Wooten. um uh, donald trump is gonna attend game four uh in atlanta um you think he would have done that if the world series was in la
1: oh yeah i hope Probably.
0: so <laughs> put him by a no blade
1: i will be watching game four though not <laughs> not missing a chance to see our one true president
0: I'm going to watch all nine innings. I will not sit. I will be standing and saluting for the entire yeah.
1: nine innings. <laughs> uh, uh, we're actually, you know, I didn't want to spoil it, but uh, we're actually doing the first ever watch along, and we will be joined by by uh, none other than Blake Trinan. <laughs> uh, it'll be on Twitch, so make uh, sure you tune in.
0: Uh, Mike Lindell Blake, uh, especially Blake can't excited. wait. Like,
1: yeah. Hey, look! I don't want to spoil the guests that may drop by during the stream, uh, but let's just say there's no shortage of cocaine. <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, uh, maybe someone that's passionate about the Christ, he might stop by. Oh no! Oh
0: man, that one hurts. Jim Caviezel. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: Jim like... being a straight psycho is the funniest thing. It's man like it's Um, not it's it's not like james woods or like uh what's his name angelina jolie's dad who's just like they're both just like yeah john voight they're both just like uh you know fucking right wing like your standard right wing hollywood guys
0: yeah yeah
1: jim caviezel is actually insane (laughs) like he he played jesus one time and he's like wait i am jesus
0: (laughs) oh god I think he lives in Simi Valley too, which is, uh, which is great. Um, so my,
1: my worst thing is I got Jim Caviezel confused with the guy who played Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: um, uh, oh, shit. Um, it's, uh, is it Billy something or other? Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I have always felt bad because, I I was watching like, I think, I think the morning show or something like that and Billy Crudup's on there. I'm like, man, that dude's a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, wait, hold on, that's not him.
0: Oh, damn it. But Billy
1: crudup uh, will also be joining us on stream because that's right. I confuse him with uh Jim <laughs> uh,
0: Okay. Well, um look, thanks, Dodgers, for giving us something to talk about. And thanks, you know, for we needed some diversity in our episodes. So it's good for us to have a, a losing episode. You know, we haven't had that yet. Yeah, we haven't yeah, had a playoff exit all the time. episode. Yeah. yeah. So um It's, it's, it's fine. Just, you know, thank you for winning last year because this one would have been,
1: uh, nothing would would have been worse than 2019. Well, I mean, I, I 2017 doesn't really bother me because they won. And then obviously we all know the Astros cheated. So the Dodgers also won that year. Sure. Um, 2019 is the one that I think is going to sting forever. That team was the best team in baseball. Yeah. And you legit can point to like one single move that cost them that series.
0: I mean, not winning this one though is pretty bad because, according to uh, one Bill Plashke, this was the best team to ever play any yeah. sport yeah. in the history of time. So that's, no, that's unfortunate. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it is a letdown. Uh,
1: uh, Bill Plashke will also be joining us on Thursday for our watch along, <laughs> our game four watch along. So, God, you do not want to miss this, everybody. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh. Um, in all seriousness, Trevor Bauer needs to fucking stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, fuck you, you dick. All right. Um, <laughs> until next time. Uh, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll have some fun next time. We'll, we'll we'll get more into the off season. We'll talk about the impending free agents next time, and uh, um, we'll see you at the Watch, Along
1: See you later, everybody.
0: Bye. Oh,